Open your Bibles as you're seated to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 10. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 10. The context of this specific chapter is Saul is anointed to be king. There is an anointing upon Saul... And Saul joins himself to the prophets. And something happened when this occurred. So I want you to to look, if you would, at verse 5 and 6 of 1 Samuel chapter 10. Something happened to Saul that happens to you and I when the anointed one comes into our lives. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 5, states this, And after that thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines, and it shall come to pass, when thou art come hither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tabret, and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord, everyone say the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. Another means different. Another means not the same as before. Another man, in this case, meant a better man. I wonder, can God... Turn you into another man. Can God turn us into other people? You know, he's, He delights to take sin men and make them Christ men. Turn them into another man. Notice with me now in verse 9 through 11. And it was so that when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. When you turn to another man, you'll do things you never thought you'd do before. You'll accomplish things maybe you thought you'd never accomplish before. But I want you to notice this. In verse 11. He prophesied among the prophets, and the people said to one another, What is this that is come unto the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And one of the same place answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, Is Saul also among the prophets? Look what... God is doing among these prophets. Look what God has done to Saul. Who is their father? I want to preach to you a message today called, Who is your father? I almost was going to call it, Who's your daddy? But there's too much slang attached to that. Who is your father? The fact of the matter is, is God uses people just like you and just like me. 
Because the truth of the matter is, he has no one else. God uses people, and don't you for one moment yield to the enemy's lies of your soul that would tell you, you're just not it, you're too weak, there's no way that God could ever use you. It is the truth. It's not where you have come from that matters, it's where you're going. It's not what you've done, it's what you're going to be. It's not what you've been, it's the fact that now you've been turned into another man or another woman in Christ Jesus. And when this becomes real in our lives, fear, insecurity are all things of the past. Look at me at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, please. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. This is not just a bunch of words today. This is the truth, and the truth will make you free. The enemy's a liar. God can use you no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. If you'll just turn to him. I love this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And you and I qualified. Yea. God hath chosen the weak things of the world. Enemy tells you you're weak. Hey, so what? God's chosen me. And so let the weak, bless God, say... I'm strong in him. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty and base things of the world. And the things which are despised, yeah, God's chosen, yes, and things that are not. Well, you just don't come from this family or that family. You're just not it. Well... Excuse me, Mr. Devil. He chose the things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. Say it with me. The hand of my Father. It's upon me. For good. You know, just think for a moment about all the people that God uses. And you think about Moses. says, I'm not able to talk. He says, God says, I'll fill your mouth. Gideon says, you don't want to use me. I come from a rough family. God says, I'm your daddy. Don't sweat it. Isaiah says, I'm a man of unclean lips. God's got an answer for everything. He says, let's take a coal off the altar and let's purify the boy. And in Christ Jesus, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you and I, we have been cleansed. And I just want to shout it today from the housetops. I just want to say that my God's a good God. My father is the father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everything that the father has is yours. Look at Romans chapter 8 with me, verse 15, if you would. You know, Jesus had a joyful relationship with the the father. Uh, And if you did a study on it, you would notice that over and over and over again, He says, my father this, my father that, my father dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. I know that my father hears me always. My father and I are one. 
over and over again in the Word. Now notice Romans 8.15. This completely, this verse of Scripture completely annihilates the legalism of the law. The law will always bring you into bondage. The law will always show you where you don't measure up. The law will always gender fear into your lives. But grace and the Word and the Father delivers us from that bondage. Now let's read it together. It says, ready, read. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, That's a double there. He just didn't say, whereby we cry, Daddy. He says, Daddy, Daddy. Who's your father? We've been transferred out of darkness into the light. He is our father. And now we can come boldly to the throne of the father and just say, Daddy, Daddy. I read something here recently. I just want to read it to you about the spirit of adoption. It says, in the Roman world of the first century A.D., an adopted son was born deliberately, chosen by his adoptive father to perpetuate his name and inherit his estate. He has no way and was no way inferior in status to a son born in the ordinary course of nature. The commentator goes on to say, Under Roman adoption, the life and standing of the adopted child changed completely. The adopted son lost all rights in his old family and gained all new rights in the new family. The old life of the adopted son was completely wiped out with all debts being canceled, with nothing from his past counting anymore against him. You've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cried, Daddy, Daddy, the old is gone. Behold, the new and fresh has come. And he took the note that was arrayed against us, and he nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. And he's brought many sons and many daughters under his presence. Hallelujah. You see, it's easy for us to see Jesus... Relating to the Father in such a way that he was confident. But many people, let's be honest about it, they see themselves disqualified from it. But you need to remember who you are. That you're not what you were. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Turn me to John 17, 23. There is absolutely, positively no truth. As far reaching in the word of God as this fact. That if you've been born again, if you've been saved, you have come into the family of God. And God the Father loves you with an everlasting love. And he cares for you. In John chapter 17. Are you ready to feed on this just for a little while this morning? John the 17th chapter. And notice with me in verse 23. I in them, and thou in me. This is Jesus speaking of the Father. 
that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and you have loved them as you've loved me. Woo! Shouting ground right there. He loves me like he loves Jesus. Jesus says, I'm in them. For he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He says, I'm already in them and you're in me. You know what that means? That you're one with the Father and the Father is one with you. Woo! Glory. No, I didn't call you God. No, I didn't call you Jesus. But when you're joined to him, you are in him and he is in you. You talk about being close. Amen. Oh, man. And so, with that understanding, if, if I really believe that and go through my life saying, you know, the Father loves Mark Thomas as much as he loves Jesus. And you fill in your name. The Father loves Tamara as much as he loves Jesus. The Father loves Jim just as much as he loves Jesus. He loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. Oh, when the lights go on, man, fear will dissipate. That knowledge and that truth will eclipse anything in this life. I'm praying for a greater awareness of my father's presence in my life and in your life. And it can begin in your life. By believing it and saying it daily. Amen. Let's try it on for size today. Say it with me. My father. My father he loves me. He loves as, me. Much as, he loves Jesus. as much as he loves Jesus. Say this with me. My father. My father is, God. is God. My daddy. My daddy is, God. is God. Not God. <laughs> But my father, my father, my father, my father, my father, oh, my father, my father is God. My daddy is God. So he says, well, I can't relate to that because my earthly dad was a dud. Listen, I don't mean to be comical about that. But now that you're born again, you're in a new family with a new father. And like Keith Hershey says, he's not mad at you. He is mad about you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But you see, the, the, the source now of a lot of insecurities and a lot of fear... Is people just to know him as father. Even this message today, on this Father's Day, you can hear it and be thinking about your pizza here you're going to eat in an hour. You know, this can just be a, another message, or this can be a message that changes your life. Because it is knowledge that is acted upon that will always bring results. We don't need head knowledge that our daddy is God and our father is God. We need heart knowledge. So work with this revelation. Say it every day. 
Become more Become more father inside minded than father on the throne minded. He is on the throne, but he's also on the inside, for he is everywhere present, says the Lord. Whoo, thank you, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. He's in me. Jimmy, if the Father be for us, who can be against us? Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say thank you, Father. And a mose fredeste palacole de stea, fila dongle fatinjo to paliene, efedoso palane. A greater awareness of your father and his goodness will take you to another level. It will take you to another place. Begin by declaring, My father is God, my daddy is God. And declare that he is good to you at all times. And then take a step further and give the Father thanksgiving for all that he's done. And for all that he will do in your life. And it will position you and take you to a higher level and a higher place. And you shall know joy and peace like you've never known before. Hallelujah. Lesa Motea. Copradiste lohomro de lede de Moshai. Let go of the past. Think not of your failures of yesteryear and of yesterday. Yea, give them to me. That's what the Lord would say. Cast all your cares upon me, for I'm your Father and I care for you. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today. Listen, when I have an understanding of his love for me, then I can take, literally take my cares and give them to him. The world is full of care. Have you noticed that the world is full of fear? But the word is full of faith. And the word is full of joy. And so your father says to you this morning, casting all of your cares... Cast them over on me. Now, it's interesting that the word care there in 1 Peter 5, 7, the first word care is an old Anglo-Saxon word, and it means that which chokes. So I believe what the Lord is saying, give me those things that is trying to choke the life out of you. That bad report from the doctor. That son or that daughter rebelling. Those bills stacking up higher. The Lord says, cast that on me. But he doesn't stop there. He says, because I care for you. That's an altogether different word than the first word, care. The Father's care isn't a care that chokes. The Father's care is a care that relieves. The Father's care is a care that gives peace. The Father's care is a care that gives joy. So don't disqualify yourself from his care or enjoying the benefits of his care by carrying the cares of this life. Now, when you bring your cares to the Lord, let's just say this altar is the care container. 
when you give them to him, don't pick them up when you leave church. Now, it takes faith to walk around and say, I'm carefree. It takes faith to say, I don't have a care, especially when your palms are sweating and your knees are knocking. Palms sweating and knees knocking have nothing to do whether you're carefree or not. You can feel fear all around you, but on the inside, you're full of faith. You're full of peace. You're full of joy. Now, listen to what Paul said. He said, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer... Well, if I'm not going to be full of care, what am I going to be? Full of Jesus. Full of the Father's care. Be careful for nothing. You know what? Nothing means nothing. But in everything now, by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving takes you to another what? With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Don't you think for one moment, just because your loved ones have not turned yet, that your father is not working on them? Don't you think for one moment that he hasn't heard your prayer? See, what happens oftentimes is when we don't see things happen Right away, we think God didn't hear our prayer. He heard our prayer. And he's setting your loved ones up for a divine appointment. He's setting them up. God's the God of the setup. He set me up. And you do not have to be a world-class prayer. We have theological degrees with DDD at the end of your name for God to hear you. His ears are open to the prayers of the righteous because he loves us so much. Listen, I was on my way to hell with one foot in hell. My parents didn't go to Raymond. My parents didn't read Brother Hagin's books. They prayed the rosary, but God heard the sincerity of their heart. And when it looked like I was on the way out, God set me up. He brought divine connections and divine appointments into my life. And you know what? If he did it for me, he'll do it for your loved ones. He'll do it for your baby. Don't you give up. Don't you take the care back off the altar. Start rejoicing and shouting that my babies are coming from afar. So the assignment for this week to come up to another level is to believe it and say it. My father is God. My daddy is God. I have no cares. I have no fears. I'm adopted into his family. The hand of my father is upon my life for good. And then, every time you get the opportunity, thank him. Thank him for your food. 
Thank him the A's won in 18 innings against the Yankees the other day. Thank him for your job. There's a lot of unemployed people out there, but you got a J-O-B, baby. Well, I don't have a job. Well, thank him for a job. That's your assignment. With a greater awareness of him, it will deliver us from all fear, insecurities. And yes, it will turn you into another man. It'll turn you into another woman. When I know that he's my father, like I know that Brenda is my wife, when I know and you know that he's your father, that makes you his S-O-N. You're a son. You're an heir. You're a joint heir. You know, the world likes to strut their stuff. My daddy is president of GM. My daddy is general in the Navy. That's small fry stuff compared to my daddy. My daddy's bucks up. My daddy owns the cattle. How many hills? That means I don't have to what? I don't have to be broke or a vegetarian. That means I don't have to be broke or a vegetarian. Thank you. Thank you, honey. <laughs> glory my daddy my God my father Woo, he's good he said I'll walk in them I'll dwell in them I'll be their father and they shall be my people so he's waiting on some of you to come up you're better than living in the world you're better than living for the world he says, son, daughter, come out from among that junk. You're better than that. And I will be a father to you. And I will do for you awesome things. Now, I just want to look at three things today that Jesus said about the father. He walked in a keen awareness of his father's presence. Look, first of all, John chapter 5. And I want to look at verse 16 through 18. The context of this now is this man at the pool of Bethesda was healed. Jesus made him whole. And the summation of what Jesus said to him, he says, don't go. He said, go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. But I want you to notice in verses 16 through 18 of John 5. And therefore did the Jews persecute him, and they sought to slay him, because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. They were mad because they were under the law, they were upset. (laughs) 
And Jesus answers him. He always has an answer. He says, you know what, guys? My father worked hitherto, and so therefore I work. Now they really got mad. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because they not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father. Making himself equal with God? Now go over to John, chapter 10. You see, the Jews didn't see him as father. They saw him as a judge. It was fear-based. Hallelujah. You got a new father. You're in a new family. John chapter 10. The context of this one is, is the man had received sight here. And let's pick it up in verse 29 through 31 of John chapter 10. And I don't know whether I can read this without just getting extremely happy. You know, I think they ought to put a label on some CDs. May cause extreme excitement. <laughs> Can you just say glory a couple times? Glory. glory to who? Glory to the Father. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. We love you. <laughs> Woo, thank you. I'm going into the thank you mode. And when I go into the thank you mode. Hallelujah. John 10. He said, now my father gave them me. My father is greater. My father is greater than all. My father is greater than all. Now listen to this scripture. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The father who is greater than all is the greater one who lives in us by his spirit. And so my father is greater than recession. We're celebrating 31 years here in the Bay Area. Recessions go. Recessions come. Recessions go. But my father changeth not. Bad reports. Doctors reports. My father's greater than that. You kidding me? My father's greater than that. Well, sister so-and-so said this about you. My father's sure enough greater than sister bucket mouth. I better get back in love here right now. Okay, so listen. Get this awareness. Get this revelation in your heart. And when the bad news comes, as sure it will, this will come up out of your spirit. My father's greater than that. My father's bigger than that. Let's try that on for size. Say it with me. My father, my my daddy, daddy 
is greater than all. He's greater. He's greater than the Republicans. He's greater than the Democrats. He's greater than the occult. He's greater than sin. He's greater than all. You just ever had a a day where you wish you would have stayed in bed? Maybe today, maybe yesterday, I don't know. But just remember, in your midnight hour, he's greater than that. He's greater than the way you feel. Notice this. My father which gave them me is greater than all. And there ain't no man going to pluck them out of my daddy's hand. Verse 30. I. Read that with me. I. One more time. I. We got to do it one more time. I. Say it again. My father. Is God. My daddy. Is God. On a jet traveling somewhere, and some big corporate guy comes strutting his stuff in his first class seat, sits down next to you. Who are you with? I'm with God. <laughs> All right, let's turn to John, John 20, and we'll try to close this up. John 20. John 20. Now, the context of John 20 is that Jesus has been raised from the dead. And I'm so glad that he was. Because if Christ hath not been raised, then our faith is in vain. Our preaching is useless. We might just well go live like a bunch of heathens if Christ has not been raised. But he has been. And he's raised us. And he's made us sit together with him in heavenly places. Did you know that's why a lot of false religions don't live right? Because they don't have the capacity to live right? Because quite frankly, they're not right? They don't have right standing with God like you do. Okay, so he's raised from the dead. And in John chapter 20, and we'll start at verse 11. Are you ready? I'm going to read it. John chapter 20, verse 11. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, and she was weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and she saw two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why are you weeping so? And she said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not what, where they have laid them. Now understand, this is after Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. This is after he triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. This is after he took the keys. Victory. Everyone say victory. Verse 14. 
And when she had thus said, she turned herself and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weep? Who do you seek? She, supposing to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said, Mary. And she said, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Now listen to this. And Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to who? I'm not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brothers and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father. I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and to your God. After he was raised from the dead, he no longer was just Jesus' father, but he becomes his father and your father. He became his God. He's my father and he's your father. Jesus said he's my God and he's your God. He's all of our father. And now it's the father and his family. So no longer shrink back in fear, but by faith and through your right standing with him, draw near. Come boldly now unto the father's throne. And you'll find grace and you'll obtain mercy to help you in your time of need. Happy Father's Day, dads. Happy Father's Day, father. And to all the ladies and all the gentlemen, all the sons and the daughters, say with me, my father is my dad and my father is my God. You receive it today? Hallelujah. Let's give him praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word of the Lord that went forth today. We pray that the eyes of our heart would just be flooded with light. Help us to continue on this revelation about the father and his family. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You're here this morning. Perhaps you've gotten away from your father. You'd like to get back to him today. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to open the altars right now. I want the prayer room workers to come. I invite all of you to stand to your feet right now. Let's just lift up our hands and let's just thank him for another day of life. Another day to enjoy family. Another day to enjoy friends.